Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Crystal for my birthday by Makes. Crystal is a nice young woman. At 35 she's almost the same age as my oldest daughter. I'd met her half a dozen times at events at the school where my wife teaches. I also knew my wife and she talked frequently and I'd unfortunately been the recipient of the Peyton Place mess that was her divorce. From what I'd heard her new ex was a class A jerk that wanted to play the field when he was out of town. And when he got caught at it instead of fessing up he tried to turn the tables and blame her for not enough sex, not good enough sex, not being attractive, being too bitchy when he was home and generally trying to make it all about her failings instead of his. Why you ask, am I telling you all about this? Because it's the Friday night before opening day of deer season and I'm on my way to pick her up instead of being on the way to our cabin with my wife. Nearly a dozen years ago we had the opportunity to pick up 200 acres of Missouri oak and pine woods at a screaming good price. Since then we've spent hundreds of hours building a little weekender cabin on it as well as cutting ATV trails and clearings for food plots. We've done a pretty good job, in my opinion, of improving it into a nice little deer hunting place. Normally this would be a trip I shared with my wife, as we've done together for so many years now. This year that all got turned upside down when my wife announced to me over dinner a few weeks ago that she was going to miss the first weekend because she was being sent to the big house, what we jokingly call the state capitol building, for a series of meetings on the current state of the educational reform program. I guess it was an honor to be asked to do this, but to me it was an inconvenience. Personally I'd have just gone hunting alone, something I'd done many times over the years. But having just recovered from a small cardiac event, having me in the woods alone all weekend was not something she wanted. So over my protest she arranged for me to take Crystal and give Crystal her first ever deer hunt. She knew how to shoot, or so I was told but had never had the chance to go deer hunting. Oh yeah? Did I mention that besides this being the first day of deer season, opening day just happens to fall on my birthday? Yeah. Well it does, which also meant that my wife would be gone for that as well. Well, getting back to the moment. I pulled into Crystal's driveway and unceremoniously honked my horn. Not what I'd usually do, but it was what I'd been instructed to do. Within a very few moments the front door opened, emitting a rectangular shaft of light framing the young woman, loaded down with a small ton of gear. I resigned myself to start my role as instructor and guide and climbed out to help her carry her stuff to the truck. To say she was talkative would be like describing Mount Everest as a hill. I don't think she stopped taking or even paused to let me get a word in for the entire hour-long trip out to the cabin. Bouncy, happy, bubbly, these are a few of the terms that would apply to her tonight. Not the sullen, quiet, withdrawn young woman my wife had been describing the last few months. Not that I'm complaining. I'd much rather have her upbeat than despondent, especially sitting for hours together in a little six-foot-by-four-foot blind. We got to the cabin around nine, and I set to work, opening up. Power, water, and of course heat. It may only be getting down to 50 tonight but at oh dark 30 it'd still be nice to climb out of bed to warmth instead of feeling like you were in a tent. By 9.30 I had a nice fire going in the stove and the blowers pushing nice warm air out into the main room. I'd already shown Crystal up to the loft, which would serve as her bedroom, and she was busy rustling around up there getting her gear ready for morning while I turned on the satellite receiver and settled in to watch the end of a good old war movie. Okay to use the shower? She called down from upstairs. Sure. Help yourself. I answered, having already shown her where the only bathroom was. I designed the cabin to be efficient with only a wood stove for heat, since we were off-grid with only solar and a backup generator for power. To that end the bathroom had two large sliding doors that came together to form one corner of the room, one leading to the bedroom and one leading to the great room, where I was relaxing. With them open it allowed the warm air to travel more easily into the bedroom and bathroom, and with them closed gave privacy to both rooms. It was rather ingenious if I do say so myself. Holy shit. I mumbled to myself as Crystal came down the spiral staircase next to the sofa I was sitting on wearing nothing but a small towel wrapped around herself that wasn't quite long enough to come down from the top of her breasts even to the bottom of her ass cheeks. Not that it really mattered all that much since when I instinctively looked up at the creak of the staircase I was looking right up under the towel, her shaved pussy completely exposed to my view. I quickly looked down at the TV again in the hope she didn't see me looking up at her, 
She circled her way down the spiral stairs from above and stepped off, walking the short distance from the stairs to the bathroom, the bottom of her ass cheeks peeking from under the towel along with her full round pussy. She turned to face me to slide the door to the great room closed, nearly dropping her soap and shampoo as she tried to hold them, her towel and closed the door all at the same time. The towel pulled slightly as she grabbed for the slipping shampoo bottle, inching down to cover her exposed pussy, but in the process exposing nearly one whole breast before the door slid shut on the view. For her husband to even imply she wasn't sexy was criminal. From what I'd already seen, she has the pussy of a teenager, even though she's already had two kids, and her tits, each the size of a large grapefruit half, were simply incredible looking. Full, round, obviously firm, somewhat oblong-looking areolas with big hard nipples jutting out as if dying to be sucked on. I shook my head to clear the image and tried to concentrate on the movie as the water started in the shower, making my mind imagine her standing naked just on the other side of the door. It would be so easy for me to just step over there and... Damn. What was I thinking? This is my wife's friend. I'm supposed to be teaching her hunting, not lusting after her body. I scolded myself more as I listened to her softly singing to herself in the shower. After a few minutes the singing stopped and all I could hear was water running. I wasn't worried about her running out of hot water since I had an instant heater, but I was surprised at how long it was taking her, glad she'd decided to shower tonight instead of in the morning. Oh fuck! I heard her moan over the sound of the water. My brain didn't have to work too hard to picture what she was doing now, and it wasn't washing her hair. Oh god yes. That's it. Right there. Oh hey damn! I wondered if she realized how well that was transmitting through the thin shower stall walls and out into where I was sitting with one massive hard-on in my sweatpants. Finally the water shut off and I could hear her humming to herself again as she must have been drying off. I was completely lost in my mental fantasy of what she looked like in there, naked, drying her tits and pussy. Yeah? You're right. I am one horny SOB. That has a lot to do with my still active libido and my wife's general lack of interest. It's not really her fault. When they remove the parts that make those hormones it makes it hard to be interested, which is more my problem than hers. We love each other but the mismatch over the last few years has caused its share of arguments. We're just still trying to figure out how to make it work out and what things I need to do to encourage her to want it more. Once every four to six weeks sucks. Bedtime now is more about sleeping than being in any way intimate. Much better, she said as to push the door open, holding the towel partly in front of her body as she walked toward the stairs, and me, part of the towel covering her breasts, part of the towel being used to still rub her wet hair and part of her towel covering down over the juncture of her legs, leaving nothing to cover her sides or back half. She stepped onto the stairs and started climbing while I did my best, and failed, to not look up at her mostly naked body. I was almost thankful when she stepped off the top of the stairs and out of my view. I quickly stuck my hand down into my sweatpants and boxers to adjust myself before she came back down, my cock as hard as I've ever remembered it being. You know, I really appreciate your wife inviting me out here. I think I'm going to have a fantastic time, she said as she wound down the stairs again, this time in a pair of navy blue micro shorts and a white cut-off shirt that wasn't quite long enough to cover her obviously unrestrained tits, exposing the underside of each creamy round orb to me as she made her way down the stairs. She stepped off the stairs and crossed in front of me, going just far enough to drop down onto the sofa next to me, holding what looked like an empty peanut butter jar. Um, yeah. Should be a fun day tomorrow. I answered awkwardly. You're not the bashful type, are you? I mean, I can go somewhere else and do this if you are. She said sweetly. Huh. Um, no. I'm not bashful in general. I answered her, not at all sure what she was talking about. Good. She said, opening the peanut butter jar and setting the lid aside. She then very nonchalantly lifted the shirt up over her left breast, completely exposing it. She cupped her breast in her hand, gently squeezing her breast and nipple with her thumb and forefinger, spraying several thin white streams into the open top of the jar. Oh, much better. She murmured as she squeezed most of her breast in her hand and then the nipple again, spraying more streams of breast milk onto the jar. I sat and stared, not sure what to do or say as she slowly milked her breast into the jar. Lindsay said she breastfed all of your kids and how supportive you were of it. My husband said it was gross. Yeah, we did. I answered her, still staring at her bare tits in her hand. I guess back then it was pretty well accepted, but society is swinging the other way again, making it harder to breastfeed. The only way I can do it is to express milk while I'm at work. Lindsay said you used to help her with that too. What? Expressing milk? 
Yeah, I did it a few times. I answered her. I bet you really like that. Crystal said softly, leaning forward slightly to squeeze more streams into the collection in the bottom of the jar. I always thought she did. I answered, not even trying to cover up where I was staring. I wish someone would do that for me. My husband would never do anything like that for me. Sorry. I mumbled as she moved the jar to the sofa between her legs and pulled the crop top shirt up and over her head, leaving her completely bare above the waist. Would you? I mean do that for me? Just this once. I'd kind of like to see how it feels. Huh? I asked in shock. Just express some milk for me. I'm sure Lindsay wouldn't mind. I mean it's just milk, right? I don't think. I started to say in protest, more than a little bit sure that my wife would most certainly object to me playing with another woman's breasts, especially one that was a friend of hers. Oh. I'm sure she wouldn't mind. Crystal said, picking the jar up from between her legs and leaning over my lap, resting on me with her left arm between the arm of the sofa and my left leg, her bare back pressing against my stomach. I had little doubt that she could feel my rock-hard cock pressing against her side as her weight trapped it between us, the realization making it feel like it was growing even harder, if that were possible. There. Now you can just reach over me and do my other side. She said softly, moving the jar under her breast so that the bottom of the jar was nestled against my balls. Crystal. I started to protest. This really isn't appropriate. Oh, foo. It'll be fine. You're just going to squeeze a little milk from my breast. It's not like you're sticking your cock between my tits or anything. Um, no. We're certainly not doing anything like that. I mumbled, shocked that she would even suggest something like that. Good. Then here. She said, reaching for my hand, still resting on the sofa behind her ass, pulling it over her body and up to her breast. She placed it gently on her bare skin and then let my hand go. Without my brain really telling it to, my hand squeezed her breast, spraying several fine streams of her milk toward the jar and my legs. Oh. That does feel different. She cooed softly as my hand squeezed again. I sighed and hoped that this wouldn't get back to Lindsay as I began to more methodically massage her breast, working the milk down toward her nipple with gentle massaging squeezes of her big soft breast and then gently squeezing her nipple to emit the streams into the jar. And you have such strong but tender hands. I can't even begin to tell you how nice it feels to have you do this. As long as you don't tell Lindsay. I answered her. Trust me. I'm sure she wouldn't mind at all, but if you insist, I won't say a word about it. Good. Because I have no doubt she'd kill me for this. I answered as I continued to squeeze her soft breasts, adding more and more to the jar. I think that's good enough. She said gently, reaching for my hand and pulling it from her breast. She slid it down her body and let it rest on her firm flat stomach, inches from the waistband of her shorts while she capped the jar of milk and wedged it in the sofa next to me. She turned her head to look up at me and then wiggling herself around on my lap, rolled over to face me, the breasts I had so recently been squeezing, now pressed against my heart on. She reached for my hand again and pulled it down, pressing my palm flat to her stomach. You know, having you do that, it kinda turned me on. She said as she let go of my hand and moved hers down lower, unsnapping her shorts with a soft, tip, sound. I heard the zipper slowly pull down, the little teeth clacking apart as she inched it down, my heart suddenly pounding in my chest. Crystal. I started. She reached up and touched her finger to my lips. S-H-H-H-H, don't say anything. I just want to enjoy feeling you holding me. It's been a long time since anyone has touched me like you've been doing. She moved her fingers from my lips and lowered her hand back to her shorts, pushing them down her hip and then lifting herself to work them over her firm ass before pushing them down. We both know you were looking at me before, so don't pretend you didn't see what I look like down there. She added as she worked her shorts down her legs until she could bend them up and push them the rest of the way off, leaving her naked on my lap. I didn't mean to. I started to quietly protest, stopped by her fingers once again touching my lips. S-H-H-H-H. No need to explain. I knew what you'd be able to see if you wanted to. I just wanted to know if I was good enough looking for you to want to. Based on how hard this is. She said, reaching down and stroking the head of my cock through my sweatpants where I stuck out from under her soft breast. You like how it looked. This is really wrong. I said again. You're my wife's friend. I shouldn't be doing this. S-H-H-H-H. Trust me. She isn't going to know and right now I really want to feel your hand a bit lower than it is right now. She said softly, reaching for my wrist and pushing my hand down lower. 
She lifted one leg and hooked her foot on the top edge of the sofa so her legs were spread and guided my hand to the juncture of her legs. Crystal. Oh, don't stop now. Please. I just want to feel someone else touching me for a change. She pleaded. I shook my head and curled my fingers, letting then gently stroke her wet pussy lips. If Lindsay finds out I'm doing this, she might just cut my dick off. I muttered as she moaned softly on my lap. So nice. I love how gently you are with your fingers, but how strong and firm your touch is. Lindsay is so fucking lucky. Yeah. And I'm so fucking dead. I mumbled as I stroked her soft, smooth pussy, letting my middle finger slide gently between her lips and dip deeper. I could feel her soft inner lips spread around my fingertip, pressing deeper until I could feel her pubic bone. I slid my finger from the entrance to her tunnel all the way along her pussy, sliding it up out of her soft confines as I pulled my finger softly across her clit. Each stroke drew my finger across that sensitive nub, making her hips buck toward me with each stroke. She moved her hand to the waistband of my sweatpants and pulled out and down, exposing my engorged cock head inches from her face. Oh my god. I moaned as she lifted and turned her head, engulfing it in her hot mouth. Oh fuck, Crystal. We shouldn't be doing this. I moaned, my finger continuing its trip along her pussy despite my brain screaming that I shouldn't be doing this. Her head bobbed slightly working her lips up and down the two inches of cock that were exposed while my finger stroked her clit more quickly. Oh god. Oh fuck. I groaned as she licked and flicked my head in her mouth, driving my body wild and closer to climax with each passing second. You keep doing that I'm gonna come. I grunted, trying to hold back a massive load of pent-up cum. Mmm was all she responded as she worked to slide her lips even farther down my shaft, her hips pushing toward my finger with each stroke that I couldn't help myself any longer. My body bucked under her, and I felt a huge gush of cum lance from my head into her mouth. To my surprise she didn't cough or gag or anything. She seemed, if nothing else, to be truly pleased to suck every bit of cum that was shooting from my cock. I sat there, trying to stroke her pussy as I jerked and twitched under her, my cock dumping shot after shot into her mouth. She pulled her mouth from my cock, letting the pants snap back over it, and cover it again as she rolled onto her back. She spread her legs wide while she lifted her hands to her tits, squeezing and massaging them as she sprayed little streams of milk into the air. Oh fuck oh fuck! She moaned as she planted her feet on the sofa and lifted her ass off the sofa, humping her hips up and her pussy into the air as I stroked my finger over and over across her clit. Oh god! She screamed as her body went rigid and trembled, her arms and legs shaking uncontrollably as she climaxed in front of me. For what seemed like minutes she shook and shuddered, finally lowering herself slowly to the sofa, her hands resting on her sexy tits. Oh fuck that was strong. She murmured. Thank you. She said, abruptly pushing herself up from my lap. She walked to the kitchen area and put the breast milk into the fridge, and then walked back past me and up the spiral staircase, still but naked. Good night, Robert. She called from the stop of the stair, before disappearing from sight. I sat for a while longer, staring at the TV but barely even noticing the movie had long since ended. Finally I turned the light off and went to bed, pulling on a pair of flannel PJs before crawling into bed. Morning came, or more to the point, the alarm started its incessant beeping demanding that I get up and shut it off, which I did. I crawled from the bed and padded to the bathroom. I turned on the light and took care of my morning business before heading back into the bedroom to dress. Only after I was naked did I remember I wasn't alone and closed the bedroom and bathroom door in case she decided to come down before I was dressed. It was supposed to be a chilly morning with unseasonably warm temperatures later in the day, so I chose a pair of lightweight thermal underwear before pulling my typical camouflage hunting clothes on. Dressed and with my boots on I headed to the kitchen, calling up to the loft for Crystal to get up. Okay, she called sleepily. I heard her feet on the stairs and turned to look at her coming down, rubbing the sleep from her eyes as she walked down the circular staircase completely naked. Her breasts, clearly engorged with milk seemed even bigger than the night before as they bounced and swayed on her chest. Be there for breakfast in a minute. She yawned as she headed to the bathroom, not bothering to close the door, even though I really couldn't see anything from the kitchen anyway. I had bacon frying in the pan as she came out to the kitchen, still naked. She pulled the peanut butter jar from the fridge and sat on one of the kitchen chairs, leaning herself over slightly as she started expressing milk into the container from her right breast. Her left breast hung down until the nipple just brushed her thigh, leaking little drops of milk onto her leg. You could put clothes on. I said with a bit of a frown as I turned the bacon. You don't like seeing me naked? She asked without looking up at me. 
I didn't say that. Then you do like seeing me naked. Yeah. Okay, but clothes? Why? I don't wear any at home once the girls have gone to bed. This isn't home. No. I suppose if you really don't want me naked I can put something on. No point now. Breakfast will be ready in a minute. But you'll want to dress warm to go out. If you go like that you'll freeze your ass off. Yeah. I've got plenty of warm clothes. She said, switching to the other breast, which was now visibly larger than the right. I took the bacon off the burner and moved another pan onto it, pouring mixed eggs into it to fry the scrambled eggs. By the time they were done so was she. She sat across from me, her tits wiggling with every move, keeping my heart on rock hard all through breakfast. It was almost a relief when she got up and walked naked to the stairs and up them to get dressed while I got the ATV out of the shed and got it ready to go. All set? I asked ten minutes later when she came out of the cabin, her breath making small clouds with each breath in the crisp morning air. I think so. Gun, dear ammo? Check, check, and check. She said with a smile. All set. I climbed into the ATV, my gear already secured, and held a hand out for her. She stepped onto the footrest and swung over the seat behind me, holding onto her gun and pack with one hand. I took her gun and dropped it into the second gun holder and sat down, ready for the ride to the back end of the property, and the stand I'd picked for today. It was one of the best spots, overlooking a small pond and a large food plot. It didn't matter if it rained or was sunny, since I'd built a permanent blind on stilts big enough for two, intending it to be used with my granddaughter when she got old enough to hunt out it was a chilly ride, Crystal holding herself tightly against me for warmth, and as a wind block as I drove down the trails at a good fifteen miles an hour in the darkness. I stopped a hundred yards or so from where we were going to hunt, and shut down the ATV. We walk from here. I said, pulling her rifle from the holder and holding it out. How far? Only a hundred yards or so. Don't want to run right onto the food plot and scare the deer all away. Oh, okay. Do they not like the ATV? It's not a natural predator, but the bigger, warier, bucks will smell it and go around. I said as I started pulling my pack off the front carrier. I flicked on a red headlamp and turned the ATV headlights off, dousing us in darkness for a few moments until our eyes started to adjust out we walked down the path to the food plot, across it, and then I helped her climb up the twelve feet into the stand. It wasn't fancy. Two by fours with a wood floor and metal sides and top. On a crisp morning like this it could be pretty chilly inside, but our body heat would soon start taking the nip out of the air inside the six foot by four foot building. When the sun came up it'd warm up considerably having intentionally built it with dark brown sides and roof to let the sun warm it up in the cold fall days that we settled in. I opened the windows and we waited for the sun to make its appearance on the horizon. I sat with my eyes closed, not quite sleeping but not really awake for nearly half an hour before the sun started to brighten the eastern sky. Slowly the sky changed from black to deep purple to dark blue with a tinge of orange, and finally to light blue as the sun struggled its way up toward the treetops. The weather was perfect, the location was known to be good, all we had to do was see a deer. I didn't even have my gun cocked. This trip was about coaching Crystal, so that was my focus. It's pretty out here. She whispered. Yep, all we need now is a deer. I whispered back. This is a good spot. I've taken almost a dozen deer out of this clearing. They come for the pond water. Oh. She answered quietly. We sat without talking for almost an hour before I saw the first signs of movement for the morning. It was dead still, no wind at all to cause the leaves to rustle, so seeing a slight movement out about a hundred yards through the brown leaves instantly drew my attention. There. I whispered to Crystal, pointing toward the deer slowly making its way toward the food plot. It was a small buck, its four-point antlers thin and spiky compared to a more mature buck. Young bucks seem to be a bit more stupid than older, more experienced bucks. If they live long enough they learn not to do dumb stuff like wander right out into the middle of an open food plot during gun season. How do they know it's gun season, you ask? I really don't know, but they always do. Crystal got her gun up to fire and gently pushed it out the front window of the blind, pointing it down the length of the plot toward the buck as she settled herself on the gun for the shot. She moved her face half a dozen times, trying to get a good sight picture in her scope. Wait for him to turn broadside. See how he's sniffing the air? He's looking for a doe and he thinks he smells one. Predicable. She whispered back, waiting for the buck to decide where it was going to go. While a head-on shot can be effective, there isn't any point in ruining a lot of good meat with a shot down through his guts. Okay. There he goes. Get ready. When you have a good broadside just aim at that point behind the shoulder and press one off. Got it. 
She whispered back as the deer started to turn to its right, exposing its side to us as it started walking toward the thicket on the rim of the pond. Anytime. I whispered, not wanting her to miss the opportunity. Click. That's what I heard. No bang, no recoil of her body, no smoke out the barrel of the gun. Just one loud click. Fuck. Crystal swore, pulling the gun in and cocking the lever to chamber a bullet. By the time she got the gun out the window again the deer was behind the thicket, and any chance at him was gone as well. So, you didn't cock your gun when we got settled in? I thought I did. She said with a frown. Okay. I answered with a sigh, trying not to be annoyed. Maybe he'll come back. I hope. She answered, pulling gun in and setting it down again. Oops. She said meekly. Yeah. I agreed, sitting back and sighing again. I wouldn't personally have harvested that deer, but for a first-time hunter, anything brown is a good target. We sat silently for about ten minutes each of us with our own thoughts. Almost suddenly she stood up, well as much as you can in the low ceiling blind, and started peeling off her coat. You okay? I thought you said it was going to be cold. It's getting flat hot in here. Yeah. Probably up over seventy in here already with the sun hitting us now. Not that warm out there though I guarantee. But I'm not sitting out there. She said quietly as she dropped her jacket on the ground and then sat down again, unlacing her boots. What are you doing? I hissed quietly. Getting rid of these long johns. I'm roasting. She whispered back as she pulled one boot off. She pulled the second boot off as soon as the first was sitting on the floor without her foot in it, then she stood up with her head bent down to not hit the metal roof. She undid the front of her camel pants and pushed them down, sliding them down her legs before sitting back down again. She pulled the legs off and dropped them on the floor of the blind before standing up again. I stared as she pushed the green long underwear down over her ass and down her legs. She sat down and worked the material down her legs, peeling it off over her feet, her heavy socks dragging off her feet at the same time. She tossed them on the pile with her pants and then pulled her t-shirt up and off, reaching last for her thermal long-sleeved shirt, pulling it off as well. There. She said as she sat naked on the bench next to me. Naked co-ed hunting. She giggled. Um. Yeah. I agreed, not even bothering to hide my staring at her tits. So? So what? So? You gonna? Gonna what? I asked, not understanding what she was asking. Get undressed? I mean, the deer can't see us in here, and it's not like anyone else will either. What? Get naked? It wouldn't be co-ed naked hunting if you weren't naked too. She chided me with a grin. Come on. I looked at her, my brain still trying to work out what she was asking. This is so inappropriate. I mused out loud. Oh. No more so than me lying on your lap while you squeezed milk from my tits, or me lying on your lap sucking your cock. No. I think those were much more inappropriate than being naked with me in a deer blind. Like I said. Oh come on. You wouldn't want me to tell your wife that you were playing with my tits, now would you? You wouldn't. I protested. Besides, that was your idea. You really think she's going to care whose idea it was? Besides, who do you think she'll believe? You saying it was my idea or me saying you undressed me and played with me while I was sleeping? You wouldn't. I might. But then I might not. I suppose it wouldn't be too hard to convince me not to say anything. She said thoughtfully, twisting on the bench seat to look at me with a crooked little grin. So I'm supposed to conclude that if I get naked with you, you won't tell her that I got naked with you. Or something to that effect. Something like that. She answered, the grin never leaving her face that I sighed heavily. Fine. I'm dead already. What's being more dead? That's the spirit. She said brightly as I bent over and started working on the laces of my boots. It only took a few short minutes for me to pull off all my clothes, Crystal taking each item from me and tossing them out the window in front of us, leaving both of us naked with nothing to wear but our boots. There. Now it's really naked co-ed hunting. She giggled. So it would seem. I answered her. She stood up, at least as much as she could in the somewhat low-ceiling building. She swiveled herself around and sat on my lap, her back to my chest, and swung her right leg over mine. She leaned her back to my chest and pulled my hands around her, guiding them up to her breasts. I really need to have some milk expressed. I'd much rather you do it for me. I see. So all this, getting naked, was to get me to play with your tits? More or less. She giggled, reaching down between both our legs for my half-hard cock. You play with the top, I'll take care of the bottom. She whispered, lifting my cock up and pressing it against her pussy. 
I could feel the heat of her body soaking into my cock as I hardened against her wet lips. Her hand gently stroked up and down the bottom side of my cock, teasing under my head and making me grow in her hand. You can start any time you want. She said softly. I began to gently squeeze and massage her tits working the milk and gorging her breasts toward her nipples and then spraying the multiple tiny streams out of each distended nipple. I felt the little streams rain down on my legs. Over and over I pressed the little streams from her breasts, spraying her milk in multiple directions at once. I could feel it raining down not only on my legs, but on her as well, coalescing into little droplets and running down her body, over her thighs and down between her legs. I could feel the wetness of her milk lubricating us as she gently rocked her hips on my lap, working her fat lips up and down, pulling me against her and spreading her lips with my shaft. Mmm. You feel so good. I really want to feel you farther into me. Not sure I can get much deeper. Oh, trust me. I can get you so much deeper. She moaned as she pushed with her feet, lifting herself off my lap as she pulled my cock harder against her. Oh, shit. I groaned as I felt my head press between her lips, her heat engulfing my head as she let her weight down on me. I felt my head press against her tunnel opening, her small opening refusing to allow my fat mushroom head to enter further. Before I could protest she lowered more weight onto me and her body expanded to allow me in. Oh, fuck. She moaned as she slid down my shaft her ass resting against my body once again, my cock deep inside her. So fucking big. We really shouldn't be doing this. I groaned, wanting to stop but at the same time listening to my body which definitely didn't want to stop anything. She started lifting and dropping herself on me, slowly at first, her hands capturing mine on her tits and pulling them to cover both breasts, my palms pressed to her nipples. Up and down she slid, moaning loudly as her strokes increased in speed, her ass wetly slapping my milk-covered thighs. Oh yes. We most definitely should be doing this. She moaned loudly after nearly a minute of bouncing on my cock. So should be doing this. God, I'm going to come so fucking fast. Come with me. Come with me, honey. Uh Uh-huh. Was all I could answer as her sweet velvety soft pussy stroked up and down my shaft. I felt her quiver around me, her legs and hands shaking as she held me against her tits. Fuck me, baby. Fuel, fuck me. She cried as her whole body trembled on me. I could feel her pussy clenching and spasming around my shaft as she continued bouncing on me, her coordination not what it had been, but enough to keep stroking me with her pulsating pussy. Oh, shit. I grunted as my body jerked unable to hold back the flood any longer. My body lifted her up as a massive surge of pent-up cum pushed up into her, flooding her pussy. Yes. Fuck yes. She screamed as her body dissolved into shudders and trembles, giving up any pretense of riding up and down my cock. Ack. I groaned again as another massive surge of cum lanced up into her. I could feel her pussy clenching and spasming around my cock almost in time with the surges of cum pushing into her. Oh god yes. She moaned softly. Crystal sat on my lap, little shudders of pleasure still running through her body sporadically my cock twitching as the remnants of my intense climax eased away. My hands, once again cupping her soft breasts, continued to gently knead them, more milk still oozing from her hard nipples. Damn, that was good. I haven't been fucked to orgasm since I got pregnant with Allie. Allie? Yeah. My youngest. She's a year and a half now. Oh. I guess I can see why you wanted this then. I answered quietly, starting to feel very guilty about what we'd just done. Yeah. Even for women a long time isn't fun. Guys don't think women have those same needs and urges, but we do. Only difference is it doesn't show on the outside quite as obviously as a nice hard cock. But yeah, I still look at cute guys in Walmart, and wonder how good he is in bed. Didn't know that. I answered her, my hands still massaging her breasts. So what now? What do you mean? Well, it's not like I really have any desire to leave my wife. What we have is good. Uh Uh-huh. Except for the sex. I know. She and I have talked about it. You've talked about our sex life? Oh yeah? We talk about all kinds of things on the ride to and from work. Her life, my life, you, my ex, how badly I want to get fucked but can't seem to find a guy that'll stay around past the first date when they find out I have two kids less than five. Yeah, I can see where that'd be a problem. I agreed. So that's when I came up with this idea. You need sex, I want sex, you're not getting it at home and I'm not getting it at all. This is a perfect solution. Yeah. Except I'm cheating on Lindsay. I said with a scowl. How the hell am I going to tell her about this? Who says you have to? She asked, wiggling on my quickly deflating cock. We don't keep secrets. 
I think you should keep this one. Besides, I don't think she'll mind you keeping it. I rather doubt that. Cheating on her is one thing, but doing that and then hiding it is another. Well, just think of this as a very personal birthday present then. She said with a smile in her voice. So how long before you get hard again? Why? You think we're doing this again? Sure. Why not? I mean we're both naked, we've already done it once. What can it hurt? It's not like doing it again is any more or less cheating than doing it once. Might as well enjoy yourself if you have to pay the price, right? I'm not sure it works that way. She pushed herself up off of me, my now soft cock slipping from her. She turned around and wedged herself between the bench and the front wall kneeling down between my legs. I stared at her in surprise as she leaned her face toward my cock and engulfed it with her hot wet mouth. Oh damn. I groaned as she swirled her tongue around my softened cock. She held me with her fingers and started to bob her head, teasing my cock with each stroke back and then opening her mouth again enough to let my cock push back in. On and off she bobbed, coaxing my cock harder by the second, her mouth no longer able to contain my full length after a few short minutes of this treatment. There. I knew you weren't a one-shot wonder. She said with a smile as she stood up. This time you get to do the work. She stepped from between my legs and bent over, pushing her ass out at me. So. You gonna fuck me? Why the hell not? I'm already dead when Lindsay finds out. That's the spirit. She giggled as I stood up. I turned myself behind her and aimed my again hard cock at her pussy, her arched back pushing her glistening lips out between her legs at me. I rubbed my engorged head up and down her lips, splitting her full round outer lips with my head and teasing her clit with the tip. With each slow stroke of my head up between her lips she pushed back, trying to force me into her. If I was going to get slammed for fucking up, I might as well do it right, after what felt like five minutes of teasing us both, her moans and pleas to push it in already. Had grown loud enough and insistent enough that I doubted there were any deer within a quarter mile of us. I let her push back one more time, rubbing my head in little circles around her clit before sliding it again up between her lips toward her tunnel opening. O-H-F-U-C-K. She screamed as I drove fully into her in one swift stroke. Holy fucking shit. She moaned as I stood there, just holding my cock in her, letting her body adjust to the intruder deep within her. Fuck I wasn't expecting that. She moaned, starting to wiggle her ass around on me. Good. I answered, holding her hips and starting to draw slowly back. I pulled back until just my head remained inside her and then slid forward again, a long slow moan escaping her lips. Oh God. She moaned softly as I stroked again. Slightly quicker. I was soon sliding rhythmically in and out of her pussy, my still milk-wet thighs slapping wetly against her firm tight-ass cheeks. I slid my hands down around her body, finding her wildly swinging tits and capturing them. In and out I pushed, her body responding in time with mine, her thrusts back driving me hard into her with each stroke. We were fucking with abandon, either of us caring how much noise we made, both of us reveling in the sensations our bodies were imparting in the other. In and out I drove, the rhythmic slap-slap of our bodies and the almost continuous moans and gaps from crystal driving my climax closer and closer. Fuck. I'm gonna come. I panted, knowing from the spreading tingle that I was almost to the point of no return. Do it. Fuck my hot little cunt. God damn you're going to make me come too. She answered between panted breaths. So motherfucking close. Uh-huh. I grunted as my cock swelled inside her. Only half a dozen strokes later my body jerked, driving me hard into her and drawing a loud cry of surprise and pleasure. A gush of hot cum lanced out of me deep into her, filling what little space existed between her tight pussy walls and my engorged cock. I felt her quiver, the sensation just barely in my perception range as my body jerked again, adding another shot of cum into her. I stood there, panting, my cock continuing to add more to the copious load as my body twitched and jerked spasmodically. Oh my god! She moaned loudly, pulling herself off my cock and out of my grasp. She sat down hard on the bench, her back against the door side of the blind, one foot on the bench and the other on the floor, her legs spread as far as the position would allow. She reached down and gently stroked herself, our combined cum leaking from her onto the bench. Damn. It's a shame Lindsay doesn't get turned on much anymore. If you fuck like that every time I'd never let you get dressed. She said with a breathless giggle. Damn. Uh Uh-huh, was all I could answer as I sat down to catch my breath. I sat looking out the little window, not so much looking for deer as letting everything sink in. I just cheated on my wife, twice, and enjoyed the hell out of it. What did that say about me as a person and husband? No, I was going to have to tell her, but how? 
How did I not get Crystal in trouble too? I wasn't at all sure this little escapade wasn't going to ruin my marriage and Crystal's friendship with my wife, though the second was a far less concern than the first. I think we need to go in. I said abruptly. Okay. But our clothes are out there. Crystal said, pointing to the window. You threw them out, you go get em. I chuckled. But it's cold out there. I'll freeze my ass off. If that's all that this costs us, it'll be cheap. I answered it took a couple minutes, but she finally worked up the courage to pull her boots on and climb to get our clothes. She tossed them up into the blind through the door and then climbed in herself, shaking from the still chilly air, not that it was all that warm inside either after she left the door open while she was recovering our stuff. She moved to me and sat on my lap again, pulling my arms around her body to warm back up. I held her for several minutes, my hands cupping both breasts and idly toying with them. You keep that up and you're gonna have to fuck me again. She whispered. Oh. Sorry. I mumbled sliding my hands from her tits down to her waist. I'm not. She replied, reaching for my hands and pulling them back up to her tits. I was enjoying it. Just saying that it's getting me all turned on again. You might have to fuck me again when we get back. I'm not sure that's a good idea. We're already in trouble as it is. Maybe. Maybe not. She giggled. Come on. I need a shower and so do you. I wonder if we can both fit in that little shower stall at once? Lindsay and I have. I answered before realizing that it was meant as an invitation. Good. Let's go then. We dressed to head back in, either of us bothering with underwear since we were obviously just taking everything back off anyway. We made the trip back on the ATV silently. I presumed each of us lost in our own thoughts. I parked in front of the cabin and we carried our gear in, feeling the warmth of the wood stove. Crystal stripped again in front of me, clearly ready for more. Instead of coming to me, though, she walked up the stairs to the loft. Come on. I have something for you up here. She said as she climbed up the spiral stairs. Sure. I answered following up, still wearing my boots and pants, but nothing else. She was standing next to the bed her hands behind her back, a crooked little smile on her face. Here. She said as I walked closer, handing me a small blue envelope. Read it. I turned it over and saw. TMLH. Written on the front in my wife's distinctive feminine handwriting. I opened the envelope and pulled out a birthday card. To my sweet loving husband. It said on the front. I opened it and read the preprinted message. If only I could find the way to tell you how wonderful and special you are. You are one of a kind and I'll love you forever. Below that was her note. I've watched too many of our friends divorce late in life because of their sex lives. I don't want that to happen to us. You are too good to me in so many ways that I'm not willing to lose you to our sexual incompatibility. I know eventually we will be together on that again, but for now I have to find a way to keep you happy. So for this day, your birthday, my gift to you is Crystal. Enjoy whatever you wish with her. You have my blessing on whatever you do. All I ask is that you save your love for me, and that at the end of the weekend you answer but one question. Did you enjoy my present? I don't want to know more than that. I love you. Happy birthday. So last night, today, you knew this all along? Yup for weeks now. So, wanna go take that shower? There are a lot of hours and ways to fuck yet today. I looked down at the card again and shook my head in wonder. Might as well. Do you come with cake too? You'll have to wait till later to find out. She said as she stepped towards me, her arms out. She pressed her soft tits against my chest and her lips to mine for a long sensual kiss. Shower? She whispered questioningly as she broke the minutes-long kiss. Might as well. I whispered back, wondering just how I was going to thank my wife for such an incredible gift. The end, or is it? The end.